<laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to another FRS Hoops Anchor alongside Luke Wright. I was Cloje. Luke finished up the second game of the night. Houston, Utah. Uh, are we are we really <laughs> gonna call that a game? Is is that what we're gonna call oh, that? Oh, the Jazz looking to go up two one, fall flat, one thirteen ninety two to the Rockets, who now have a two one lead. They get one back in Salt Lake City. We thought with Utah wearing those city jerseys and the court decked out whoa, and the crowd. Whoa, what do you mean we thought? How how do you not win by a hundred every time you wear those jerseys? There's there's two rules. You wear the Miami Vice city jerseys, you wear the Utah city jerseys, you win by a billion. Neither of those came true this, this playoff. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, t- I'm going to let you start with the first takeaway, and I have mine. Okay. My first takeaway is that you're home. You are, uh, you've already taken away home court advantage from Houston. Your home, your home court's been a huge weapon this entire oh, yeah. postseason. They didn't lose. Yeah, and instead of taking advantage of that and getting another big win, you lost. And that that score you gave the one thirteen ninety two. Yeah, they lost by twenty one. It was significantly worse than that. There it was at one point. I think they said thirty eight. No, it was at one point. There it was, was eighty like to a, forty. It was yeah. This was a forty something point deficit at one point. This team. Was straight trash, but yet, but yet, their crowd, and this is a, this is a good thing for them. It's a huge credit to the Utah fans. They did not stop. No, no, point. they didn't. Even when they were down thirty-five, they were cheering. Down forty, they were cheering. So I'll give them credit for that. But my oh. biggest takeaway is you, you completely uh, pissed on your fans tonight for uh, what they gave you. My biggest takeaway is the Rockets didn't even have that great of a game no. offensively. I mean, they put up 70 at half. They put up 43 in in the second half, and it was essentially mop-up duty from there. But, dude, this team, you look at how they shot in game two, they shot 27%, and the first thing you think of is, okay, a team like the Houston Rockets, they can't go more than four quarters shooting the ball that, that bad. They shot 30% from three. They didn't shoot that many threes. They took what Utah, what Utah gave them, which was the paint. Clint Capello was blocking shots left and right. James Harden looked real good defensively. I mean, if you're Utah, yeah, you had the confidence that you could beat a team like Houston on the road. But then again, that's almost whitewashed because you just got beat by 21 in a game that felt like it was a 40-point loss to a team that didn't even play that well. So what I think of in this game is I look back at game two and I think, Houston probably underestimated Utah. Yes. Houston absolutely overlooked Utah. They they literally walked through that game and thought that they were just going to just breeze by. They, they got a big win in game one, and they thought this will be easy series. We'll wipe them out, sweep, rest up as much as possible. Hopefully Anthony Davis will mess up the, the Warriors a little bit. And then they got just absolutely slapped across the face in game two. And Dean, Tony, and Harden, and Paul, I'm sure, had a had a nice little meeting and said, listen. We're the Houston Rockets. We are the Rockets. We are the one seed. We are the only hope that the NBA fans have of the Warriors not making it back to the NBA Finals. We're better than this, and we better be better than this in Game 3. They came out, and they were better. Yeah, another storyline, too. Donovan Mitchell, uh, one for ten at the half of two points. He ended up with... 
he ended up with eight points, but that's I think I think that's even calling you know I, I don't even think that's uh, that was worth all of it. But four of sixteen from the field, and it comes a day after Ben Simmons had one point, a negative twenty twenty three net rating, and Mitchell was the guy who went to bat for Simmons, saying every player has that night, and five hours later he's the one <laughs> no, who finishes. Four of sixteen with a negative thirty-one net rating, but really nobody on the team was good tonight. No. And, and I mean that's something uh, I talked with Smoke last night. Is these are when you rely on rookies so much and young players so much, like a Donovan Mitchell or Ben Simmons. This is this is gonna happen. They are rookies, even though they don't play like it most of the time. The they're not they're not superstars. They're not. No, they are they are they're, star rookies, but they are not good enough. Yeah. To fully put a team on their back, I could rave all all I want about Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. But we want to talk about the future of the NBA. You're looking at it right now. Yep. But still, in a playoff series against guys like James Harden and Chris Paul and a Celtics team that's just playing out of their minds right now on the road, you know, you just you just you just can't do it. And they didn't get any help. And you could tell from the get go too. I think you could tell with this Utah team where you're going to get right away because. Ingles knocks down shots. Jay Crowder gets hot. Rudy Gobert's playing a good game. The offense is in flow. Right away, you could tell. Utah, their offense was in disarray from the get-go. I think Houston stormed out to like a 17-5 lead, and then you were just like, that's that's pretty much it right there. Yeah, you, you had a little bit of hope if you were a Utah fan, but then half came, and then the third quarter started. And it just continued. You saw me at halftime. I my head was down. I was I mean, ready to take a nap. We knew this yeah. game was over. So instead of going up two one and I'm not going to say taking a hold of the series, but delaying maybe what would have been the inevitable, now Utah finds itself in almost a winner go home next game because then you still have to play two more in Houston and that's just there's you're not going to. Um, so these two teams will meet back up. Do you think Utah can bounce? What's your prediction for Game Four after after digesting three games? Uh, what, what 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 do you want to see? What do you think is going to happen? Can what I want to see is what I want to see in in every playoff series, and I want to see good basketball. We both games oh, yeah, tonight. Both games were just tonight. Trash. I mean, we knew from at the end of the first quarter. I mean, really? At least with the <laughs> other game, like it's the Warriors. Well, it's so you so know you, that you're going to get a run. Yeah, you know that there's always that potential of Curry and KD starting but, to drill in threes. I mean, still, but even watching that game, but we were, we were like, well, you know, you got the arenas going bananas. It feels like the Game 3 game where the team that got beat twice on the road comes home and they get their signature win, Yeah, finally getting a change of scenery. I think you're going to see a ton of offense in Game 4. I think you're going to see Donovan Mitchell and James Harden trade buckets. I think this one's going to be first one to 120 wins. I think we're, I think we're going to see 230 plus points. I'm hoping for overtime. I would love an overtime game as long as it's not a 7:30 start. As hey, you heard it here, NBA gods, overtime unless it's 7:30 start <laughs> for us for us Pacific coasters, uh, Pacific times. Uh, we are spoiled. Um, it's what one o'clock. It's 1 o'clock on the East Coast right now, so I think we'll be all right. That sounds terrible. There you have it.